You're listening to Something Weird. I'm Anna, and here's our co-host, Brooke. Hello. Here you'll find semi-regular dialogue on all things paranormal, or even just a little bit weird. We're lifelong friends who've had an affinity for the strange since we met, and now we're here to explore these phenomena with you. As you know, each week, one of us will dig into some sort of paranormal tale as we ponder the question, do we want to believe? And this is my week. For a story. My favorite. When thinking of alien encounters, I generally think of sprawling highways or like vast fields or dense forests or RVs in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Okay. Um, but what about you? Well, you lost me on the last one. Um, <laughs> okay. That, that might be just from a specific yeah, story. So. Yeah, I definitely think of like a vast like interstate somewhere in in, like texas or something that's very just like nothing else is around and then for some reason there's this giant beam of light i think that's kind of the only image that comes to mind yeah and that's fair because i mean think of roswell or area 51 like all of those places and so many stories like even the Cash Landrum story that was on a stretch of empty highway. So it's kind of what we usually hear Mm -hmm. when it comes to our alien friends. But it turns out that we should probably be keeping our eyes peeled in our day-to-day lives because aliens aren't necessarily out there. In fact, many believe that they're actually among us, living among our daily lives. I hope Could so. even be our colleagues, our pals. It's Finley. That's why he's such a bitch. Cool. <laughs> he's the worst alien. He's just so stressed. <laughs> like, wow, did I get here? <laughs> well, thanks to Nick Redfern, one of our favorite writers over at Mysterious Universe, we have a couple of different tales. One was shared with him an encounter that Chris Coles of the Secret Sun blog. And uh, here's what happened in Coles' words. One night, sometime in early autumn 1988, when my wife, myself, and our infant son were driving Long Hill Road, known to the locals as Great Swamp Road, to the 24-hour Pathmark supermarket. We kept weird hours at the time, We had a Volkswagen Rabbit convertible, and since it was warm, we probably would have had the top down. At some point, I noticed three stars in formation over the tree line, a bit on the bright side, similar to Venus on a good night, but nothing out of the ordinary. They weren't blinking, so they probably weren't planes or choppers, and it would be years before anyone around here heard of Chinese lanterns. Which, what the fuck? What? (laughs) Like, why is that even a thought? Okay. I digress. Side note. My dad used... Okay. My dad is a terrible person. Remember I told you about how you used to... I know this story. (laughs) But tell it because it is so delightful. Well, it's kind of a combination of two stories, I guess. Okay. Well, first of all, so my dad lived in San Carlos, which is like Peninsula Bay Area. The town that's right next to it is Belmont, where I used to live, actually. But they're pretty much like the same place. And in Belmont, there's what used to be an old asylum. 
And my dad used to go from like the hill that is San Carlos. He and his friend would go into the woods and like go down the hill so that they were just overlooking the asylum. And then they would just like shout and make weird noises and try to <gasps> freak the people, the hospitalized individuals <gasps> suffering from mental illness. They would just like fuck with them for fun. Oh my gosh! No, I did did not know that story. Oh my goodness! How can he even? How could he even get annoyed with us? I mean, he was always telling us to be quiet. Kid, (laughs) all throughout his kid and teen years, it had all. I mean, so was I. But now I'm like, whatever, Phil. Phil, the pot calling the kettle black. So awful. And of course, him in his like 10 or 12 year old mind thought it was hilarious to fuck with people like that. Awful. And in addition to that, I don't know if they ever did it like to the people at the asylum or if this was a separate thing that they would do, him and his little buddies, his little San Carlos crew, but they would take those lanterns and like light them off into the sky and let them go. And we're trying to set up a conspiracy theory that there were UFOs outside of San Carlos and used to freak people out. That is so, so baller. Okay. I, I was thinking of a different story. Oh gosh. What else has he done? Oh gosh. I don't remember, but it was some prank and I was just excited and I thought this was it, but no, it was the lantern um, prank. It was the lanterns prank. Yeah. But I didn't know that they were, like, kind of left that asylum part. Well, out, I don't know if they, I again, I'm not sure if they ever did it at the asylum. It might have just been a separate prank. But I was when I was thinking of my dad pulling pranks, I, the asylum thing came to mind. So I had to share that, too. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Oh, Phil, we love you. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Okay. So I get it. Um, I get the lantern thing. So, okay, you get it. Yeah. I did not think of that, but so yeah, it was years before anyone around had heard of Chinese lanterns. The trees were in full bloom and blocked out the sky on much of the drive, but every time we came to a break in the tree line, I noticed the positions of the stars change, and noticeably so. From a straight line to a triangle to an inverse triangle and so on. We're talking distances of 100 feet or so, so our vantage point didn't justify the weird change. After shopping, we were getting ready to leave, and a strange man approached us in the nearly deserted parking lot, very much intruding into our personal space. On the face of it, he was no man in black. Actually, he looked more like a typical sob debunker type, big and bloated, late middle-aged, balding, bespectacled, and unkempt. (laughs) The guy backed off and returned to the car. As we were getting ready to leave, I noticed him sitting in his darkened car, smoking and staring at us very intently. His wife's face still looked etched with a mix of anger, fear, and humiliation, even in the dark. To some abduction researchers, this might sound like a typical screen memory of an encounter. A young family driving down a dark, deserted country road, strange lights in the sky, an anomalous encounter with a creepy stranger speaking in a foreign accent... Okay, that's news to me. The, the, he had a foreign accent, but okay. okay. 
In some ways, the image of the couple's faces in the car reminds me of stories you might read of abductees seeing their captors' faces illuminated by instrument panels. And to be honest, in my retellings of this story over the years, I could never picture us actually shopping beforehand. What? Hmm. So, that one's weird because I'm like, where's all your groceries? You either did or didn't. Yeah, like you either went or you didn't. (laughs) Unless you just went and, like, scrolled through the store and went home. I mean. Which, done it. Could be a good time. (laughs) So there's that story. I mean, maybe they're just at your local grocery store. Okay. Denise Stoner, author and renowned figure in the UFO space, shares, At least three times here in Florida, at a particular combination health grocery restaurant, I've been observed by a strange character. This is a good place to blend in, as many folks who shop here are odd characters to begin with, or hippie-like, gone back to nature types. So, the person who has observed me is wearing a gauzy outfit, thin hair, woven straw Panama-type hat, and sunglasses fits right in. His skin, hair, and clothing are all almost the same beige color. The difference is he has a drink in front of him, a notebook, stares at me the whole time as we eat at a table on the sidewalk. He never has food of his own, nor does he touch the drink. It seems he knows when we are almost finished eating. He gets up, walks slowly past our table, rounds the corner that is clearly visible but must pass a pillar on the corner of the shopping plaza by our table. Once he goes behind that pillar, he never comes out the other side. There is literally nowhere for him to go but out the other side, then down the sidewalk or out to the parking lot. But no, he is gone. This doesn't make sense. Okay. I get up to follow, thinking I am going to bump into him on the other side of the pillar. He lets me know in no uncertain terms that he is watching me or letting me know he is there. So that's just... That doesn't... She, she might be an author, but she sucks. <laughs> well, I don't... Oh, hold on. Sorry. Where are we? Location-wise? Florida. Oh, okay. So there's also that. Like, Yeah, there's that. Well, because I, I was just thinking about her outfit description, and then she was like, he fits right in. I was like, does he? You're like, With where? With like, gauzy outfit and straw hat. But that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> He's, like, in D.C. Yeah. She, no. she had me until she got up to follow him. Well, yeah, and that's just, I mean, that could be a typo or I pulled that quote incorrectly mm-hmm. because that's where it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Florida, anything goes. Okay, so this next story is very interesting. William Tompkins wrote in his book, Selected by Extraterrestrials. Which, by the way, seems super cocky. Selected? Like, please. Oh, you were selected? Mm, okay, Billy. All right, Billy. <sighs> I'm just jealous. The time was 1.30 p.m. It was an afternoon in late 2010. The location was an exclusive neighborhood in Oceanside, California. I needed some things from our local Walmart. Walking fairly close to the rear entrance, I spotted an expensively dressed, tall, blonde vision that immediately reminded me of the first day I met Jessica, my Nordic alien. What? Pause. Is it like Thor? What? There's clearly, like, he has a past. Um, 
okay, Jessica's a different alien who's Nordic, apparently. But this is a different one. Just uh, reminded him of Jessica. Man, I got to read this selected by extraterrestrials book now. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just the women that he attracts are aliens? <sighs> okay. Okay. She stopped and turned, facing me. With a sincere, deep, penetrating look, this vision said, My father is several levels above 32 Mason, and I'm going to help you with your book. We talked for about 10 minutes outside of the Walmart door. She gave me her phone number and said, meet me tomorrow in the coffee lounge at 1.30. Obviously, I was extremely impressed and in total confusion about her remarks because I never met her and didn't know who she was. How could she have known I was writing a book? And what did her Freemason father have to do with the subject matter in my book? The next day, I ordered a cup of coffee at the shop in Walmart. She showed up precisely at 1.30 in a blue uniform that gave me the impression that she was employed at Walmart. She was not. <laughs> she... <laughs> Sorry, that got me. <laughs> She's just the greeter. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Walmart. Who are you? What planet did you come from? We'll just think of, like, being an alien that like whatever in your little society you get sent down to earth it's like you're on this super important mission you have to do this but your alias you're gonna be the greeter at walmart is, your name is karen smith oh my god and you're just gonna wait for this one guy <laughs> and select him okay oh and while you're at it you're gonna see the true face of america and you're that's hilarious. Report back with all your findings. <laughs> she goes back. I'm never going back there again. There's nothing not there. Just burn the whole planet. <gasps> she was a very advanced private consultant. She was contracted to provide Walmart marketing services. <sighs> okay, I've got to just keep. I've got to keep going. I'm sorry. We just got to power through. She was implementing parallel dimension mind control programs. She made it very clear that she was carrying out a marketing mission to influence Walmart customers that it was impossible for them to leave the store until they filled the baskets. And now you can lose it because that's the end of that story. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? That's her mission? Out of like, anything that you could focus on doing with that level of technology... You're working for Walmart? She's on a 1099 contract. <laughs> like, <laughs> make sure you pay your taxes, okay? Um, what? Yeah. I mean, everything about that just, to me, screams sad. This guy is not well. But really, like, in your wildest fantasy, this hot alien, she's like an alien babe, apparently, Nordic, Let's be very clear about that because well, that's important. This babe is a Walmart marketer, outside consultant. She actually doesn't even work for Walmart. She's just like a contractor for Walmart. So wait, so this to me is telling me that the Waltons or whatever their name is, probably a part of the Illuminati. 
And the Illuminati is probably hiring aliens to infiltrate their businesses and use their super whatever technology to bring them crazy success. And that's why they have the stake in the U.S. economy that they have. So it really all makes sense. (laughs) Shit. You really tied... You, like, pulled that together. Like a pro conspiracy theorist so um yeah i think we just figured it out okay well it makes a lot more sense now i guess i'm totally on board with this guy's story now (laughs) okay but it's (laughs) kind of sad that like even this your hot date was coffee at a walmart you know good for him he's a, a simple really I mean, I guess she was the one who who suggested it because she's, you know, really pushing for the Waltons now. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one that's working at Walmart. He'll go wherever she goes. And and no judgment. Do what you got to do. This might be a little bit of an eye opener. Keep your eyes peeled. Seriously. We want to know, like, get up in those ranks. Yeah. Find out. Tell us the Walmart secrets. Wow. Well, you just threw me (laughs) for a loop. (laughs) Next time you're out, I don't know, what's your grocery store there, Ralph's? No, I go to Harmon's. It's like a local. Harmon's. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Well, next time you're at Ralph's or, I mean, Harmon's or maybe a Walmart, just be ready. Okay. But wait, there's more. Aliens aren't just chilling in your local Walmarts, okay? So there's a chance you don't have to go there. Redfern had a whole heap of these stories, and here's another one from, quote, a hesitant believer. My experience happened in late November of 2008. The bar in which I worked was in a strip mall, and all of the other businesses had closed long before midnight, with the exception of the American faux-Irish pub on the other side of the complex, which that night got shut down by police shortly after 1 o'clock a.m. I don't think this was any part of a conspiracy since that place got busted at least every couple of weeks. Just sounds like a shitty bar. Yeah, it's just, just another dive bar. Okay. Just another faux Irish pub in a strip mall. <laughs> I'm totally picturing the one outside the Lakewood movie theater. Not that I've been. Wait, why can't I we- picture it? The Lakewood movie theater. The movie theater that's like off the highway? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Where we almost got like shanked. Oh, shit. Remember? Yeah. Remember that? Why was she mad at us? Well, I kind of. You did something. Well, not yes and no. We were in the theater and you were wearing your like cute anthropology, you know, super styled. I'm sure I looked ridiculous, outfit. but yeah. But super cute. Like you were like Zoe Deschanel. But these girls, they were looked like they might have murdered a few people and spent several years in jail by the time they were 12. They must have been like 15 or 16, around our age. They were just like sitting in the bathroom, like on the sinks and like looking all menacing. They said something about your outfit or like something snotty about you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I responded with something about, I'm not 
quite sure. What did you I say? I actually really can't remember. I wish I could remember. Something like, all right, hood rats, or, you know, like, at least I'm not going to be pregnant. Like, something really rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Struck a nerve, though, because they go, what'd you say? And they all jump down off the counter, and we just book it <laughs> out. But still go to the still movie. Went back to but... the movie. Such bitches. I just remember uh... running out of that bathroom. Like, we're such cowards. Just heard, would you say? Yeah, no, we would have um, been hit for sure. Wow, I forgot whatever. about that. I totally forgot about that. Never forget. Wow. Thanks for standing okay, up Okay, I me. am just on... Yeah, of course. No one's going to talk about my best friend that way. Calling her fancy. In my outfits. <laughs> So okay. a bad Irish pub. So back, <laughs> faux Irish pub in a strip mall. Okay. He continues, as for the experience, it went as follows: the woman, who was about five six, emaciated and looked about mid twenties, wore a black evening gown with elbow length satin gloves, and had a clashing bright green knit shawl around her shoulders. She had a short bob haircut with bangs, though it really looked like a poorly cared for wig. She had the same high forehead, cheekbones, and blue eyes as her partner, although her eyes were more narrow and slightly slanted. Neither one had eyebrows. As I started cleaning up behind the bar, the woman began clearing her throat impatiently, so I walked over to see what they wanted. I wanted them to get the hell out of my bar. That's when I noticed the stench emanating from this woman. Not only did she smell like she hadn't bathed in a month, but she also smelled like chemicals. I used to apprentice as an embalmer, and I swear that woman smelled just like formalin. So that's a story of someone who thinks that they encountered aliens. Um, he sounds just like just very like... judgmental. <laughs> like, like he just didn't like the way that they looked, and then that was enough for him to be like, "Fuck these people! They must be aliens." That straight up sounds like the alien from Lilo and Stitch. Um, when oh, yeah, he dresses when he dresses up. As a, that's like all I can think of. So whatever. I'm all for it. I support this one. Okay. Now, this case is a bit interesting because it involved so many people, including the police and media. On October 23rd, 1971, a woman named Shirley Cromarty, who is 32, pleaded no contest to stealing four dresses. Cromarty was a part-time housekeeper at President Nixon's Key Biscayne retreat and seemed to have had some bitch of an alien try and use her for some new clothes. <laughs> Cromarty explains that she met a woman in the parking lot who asked for the time, who then ordered Cromarty to take, or steal, the items and bring them back to her. In the piece by the Sarasota Journal, it's written that, quote, Mrs. Cromarty testified she fell into a daze when the young woman released a jasmine-like scent from her left hand. I just sort of lost my will. It was a terrifying experience, she testified. Mrs. Cromarty joined the key Biscayne White House housekeeping staff about a year ago, according to the FBI agent Leo McLaren. He testified her background was impeccable. Dr. Albert Jaslow, a psychiatrist, said he examined her and found she could be hypnotized quickly and easily and believed she was telling the truth. But it wasn't the same when he hypnotized me, Mrs. Cromarty said. I couldn't remember anything afterward. Whatever that young woman did to me, it was like being in a sleepwalk, only awake. Why would an alien be interested in stealing dresses? 
Maybe she was just a teen. I don't know. <laughs> just in her rebellious years. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Unless they... It is weird that it was, like, Nixon's property. Like, maybe there was a note in a pocket from yeah. Nixon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's... Okay, that's interesting. She was eventually given a suspended sentence after law enforcement officers and the aforementioned psychiatrist testified that they believe she was telling the truth. So, yeah, I just want to know what the dresses looked like. Uh, must have been pretty dope. Yeah, I assume that they were worth it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it, that alien was just like a real bitch and was like, I'm just going to get her fired. Let's just see what I can do. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, could be. Hmm. It sounds like insane. Like all of these just sound so ridiculous. Yeah. And I know that. Especially like if you're envisioning encountering the type of aliens most people think of, like little grays or, mm. or greens. But what if there's like a whole other layer to this, which you actually brought up earlier? Well, a different layer than what I'm talking about, but that whole Walton's thing, I'm just like, that's eating away at me. <laughs> I I wonder if anyone's put that as a conspiracy up somewhere. I'm curious. I'm sure it's somewhere on Reddit. I'll look yeah, into it. probably. If not, there's your opportunity. Yes, finally get a Reddit forum going. Yes. Aliens at Walmart. <laughs> Ooh. So what if there is, though, another aspect to this that we're not really considering? Um, it sounds like in a lot of these cases, some of the aliens are just on the cusp of normal looking. And that could be due to alien-human hybrids. What? Which is a theory that University of Oxford instructor Yong Hai Chi is a proponent of. Chi has lectured that alien-human hybrids are being reproduced as a hedge against climate change, basing his theory on research conducted by David Jacobs, a retired Temple University historian who runs the International Center for Abduction Research, among authoring several books. I'm sorry. I'm just processing. You just told me a lot about the world. They think it has something to do with climate change? It sounds like... Aliens and humans, whoever is uh, initiating this procreation, I assume it's the aliens, they are making hybrid, birthing hybrid uh, beings. I don't know. What do you call them? Entities? They're still people. They're still... Stressed. (laughs) (laughs) So the hybrids, though. Maybe they can withstand a world that regular humans can't. Maybe they're oh, I see. like they don't need as much oxygen okay. or something along those so lines. So they're doing it kind of like as a contingency plan for when humanity is wiped out because our planet's on fire. Yeah. Got it. That's kind of what I got okay. from it. But. Well, and also the fact that there are professors at universities that are also heading abductee research organizations. Like, uh, who are these people? What? David Jacobs. Okay. And authored several books. So, I mean, academia is the way to go. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong field. Oh, for sure. <laughs> We've always known that. 
So these hybrids may not have anything wildly different about them. So ultimately, Chi says we just don't notice them because they don't look any different from us or not that different from us. He told NBC News, the first generation hybrids still have physical features distinctive to aliens. But from the second generation, they have almost indistinguishable bodily features from those of humans, although they may still carry at least one-fourth of alien genes. Wow. Wow. Word. (laughs) That's all I can say. That's blowing my mind a little bit. I mean, you've heard of, like, people saying they've you know, banged aliens mm-hmm. and whatnot, and, like, they might have alien children out there, and they're always kind of wondering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm adopted. Who knows? That would make no. sense. I'd be way cooler. <laughs> well, we've always wondered, you know, what's that What's that mystery part of Anna? It could be alien. It actually reminds me of uh, the other day. Have you watched the War of the Worlds TV show? No. I didn't know there was a TV show. Oh, it's good. I really want you to watch it now because the the little, like, aliens are... Did you ever see that black mirror with the dogs? Like, the robo-dogs? Fuck. Um, Have you ever seen those, like, YouTube videos of robo-dogs? Yes. I'm familiar with the robot-dogs. That, like, kind of, like, fall over and stuff. So they're, like, tank versions of those. Like, little... And they walk like this. They're like... So the other day, I was just upstairs in the kitchen, and like Mark was doing something, I was doing something, and I was like, "Mark, who am I?" <laughs> and he was like, "Are you being the War of the Worlds robot alien dog?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "There's something wrong with Damn you." Damn right, I am. And now I can't stop doing it. And he's like, "Did you practice doing that? Because it was really good." It's like, no, it just popped into my head as something that I should do. I would love to see that conversation happen. It's Mark being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's like an everyday occurrence, but... Fair. But that's our show for the week, so... Wait, why did we... Leaving that with you. Why did we end with the dog robots? Why did they come up? Oh, I was just thinking about weird things... (laughs) Talking about aliens, War of the Worlds, it all kind of ties in sure. together. Um, well, on that note, wow. <laughs> if you were going to meet and like connect with an alien, where would you want to? Like, be like interested? Where would you want that to occur? Or like, just become friends with one? What do you mean, interested? Well, I don't know. Are like, we talking like a love story, like Jessica the Nordic alien? No. Or are we talking just like you're just going to meet one and then hang out with them? No, I'm not like trying to find out your sexual alien well, no, fantasies. I'm not saying I'm going to go bang them in the back. I just, like, what are we talking about here? Like, are sparks flying or I, are we just friends? No, I just meant like... If I was going to meet an like, alien... Yeah. Where do I want to meet? Spark up a conversation and just somehow it drops that you have a paranormal podcast. I would want to meet them at Target. Target. Yeah. Because I love Target and I like people that like Target. And I feel like if someone is just 
average enough to go to Target and like buy their face wash and maybe check out the bathing suit selection, then like I'd probably want to hang out with them. They're probably they're like hired by the marketing team to make you fill your basket with shit you See, don't need. See, that's where that oh. could make sense because there is not a time that I go into Target and don't spend like at least $50 on shit that I didn't need. So, well, yeah, seems to be working. They're doing something right. We always knew they had a superior technology. Yeah. And that's how they're using it. I don't know. Yeah, just like in an everyday setting, like nothing weird. Where would you want to meet them? At an aquarium. Okay. Just because I love aquariums. Common interest. See, that sounds like somewhere you want to meet your new love interest who's an alien. Like, that's so romantic. I'm married. I'm just, we're, this is all hypothetical, okay? You really took it like super hypothetical. I'm talking like next week you're out somewhere and you're just like, oh, I'm going to bang I'm this, not saying this that. alien that I met at no, Target. I just, I thought yeah. we were, I thought we were working off of the examples that you just brought up and uh, there was the Jessica and he was in love with her. Oh, okay. Whatever. I can Don't see, judge me. I can see from that story. Um, I think there's there's some things that there's probably some stuff I, I have to work out. That okay. Everyone's got their thing. Just a little something on the side with an alien. What's so wrong with that? No judgment here. Everyone's got their kink. Gross. I just misunderstood your question, okay? You're the one who wants to fucking meet in a romantic aquarium in the, like, shark tunnel. Uh, no. I want to meet them there so that I can ask what type of creatures they have and what, is this only a small sampling of what we have in our ocean? Mm. Like, they've got to know, right? Maybe. Or maybe they're just really only informed on... Walmart inventory buying behavior. Yeah, and small 24-hour supermarkets on the outskirts of town. (laughs) What a weird bunch of stories. That was a quick gathering. I liked it. I got a kick out of those. Good shit. Good shit. Do you believe, and not specifically any of these stories necessarily, but do you believe that there could be aliens or extraterrestrial entities living among us that we are aware of but we don't know that they are of a different species or from another place oh yeah sure why the hell not like yeah probably i find that more plausible than the fucking like reptile people the like reptilian what are Mm -hmm. what is it called the reptilians i'm more on board with aliens just like amongst us than I am with fucking lizard people. That's where I stand. Okay. Yeah, I'll say also, like, what's your definition of alien? It could be honestly anything that we've spoken of as far as, like, the black-eyed children or our MIBs. You know, who knows? Mm -hmm. So, can I get a big drum roll for... Big shrug. <laughs> it's not a shrug, but it's. it's just, why I don't the hell have not? An answer. 
Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm on board. That'd be super cool. And I hope to run into one at Target someday. What if we've met? We probably have. I always think about that. But with murderers, I've probably mm. definitely met a murderer in my life. <laughs> it's Anna. <laughs> the way you're looking at me. Yeah. I'll bet you have. Gotta <laughs> go. Oh, that's another thing that I think about too when I'm driving on the highway. I've thought about this like since I was a child, which is really weird. But oftentimes when we're like driving on the freeway, I'd be like, I bet that one of the cars that I am passing by either like has a dead body in it or like has a kidnapped person or just did something really terrible is on their getaway. Like 100% I'm passing someone that is doing something awful. I I actually, I remember thinking about that all the time, looking at other kids and like keeping an eye out Mm -hmm. for things that might be weird. You know, when, you know, the trunk is kind of open, like, what if you see little fingers poking Mm -hmm. out? I don't know. Or like seeing if the lights are flashing in the back because they're like fucking with the wiring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love looking into windows at night because I swear I'll see a murder. Mm one time or another not like i'm peering into people i'm not a peeping tom okay but just like walking through the neighborhood and just look up Mm -hmm. and you just see a a murder yeah i'd always really like seeing what people are watching on tv i will like take the time if i can tell that there's a tv on i'll take the time to try to figure out what they're watching um entertaining uh anyway we're not creepers there you go Aliens could be all around us, hanging out at the most innocuous locations. Listeners, what do you think? Have you had your own encounters with potential aliens or anyone you've thought maybe, perhaps, could be of some other world? Or do you think it's just they have no interest in dealing with us and when they come down they're just gonna nuke us i want to know let us in on your thoughts you can find us on instagram and facebook at at something weird podcast whether you have stories of alien human hybrids or encounters at the supermarket we also want to hear your other stories paranormal spooky or even just a little bit weird and if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, please let us know. A nice five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or one, or two, wherever you land. Give us a rating, let us know. It makes a difference, and it helps us keep uh, getting the truth out there and doing what we do. Thank you, Anna, for that entertaining collection of very strange encounters. I hope to have an encounter like that someday myself. Thank you all for joining us for another paranormal tale. And until next time, stay weirdy. Mm-hmm.